Hello and welcome to Happy Place. I'm Fern Cotton and this is the show where brilliant people reveal some of their less brilliant moments because, well, we all have days like that. Today we spend time in the company of superstar chef Tom Kerridge. I've drunk bigger, better, stronger than anybody else. I've done more than ever. Like, I was always last man standing at everywhere. I'm in an industry that is surrounded by alcohol and drugs and excessive behaviour, and I was the best in it. As ever, we explore the darker side of life, as well as the good times. So check the show notes if you need to know more about what we're going to talk about. But what I will say now is he is incredibly open. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, here's the show. Tom. Hello, mate. This is nice. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I've been wanting to chat to you because we've met a few times, but we've never we had have, yeah. a proper chat. Yeah, not pro- like a proper sit down. A proper sit down. And I'm I'm very um, intrigued about your life with food. Yes. And and how that's changed over the years. Yeah. Um, I guess how you've benefited from food and also how it's taken from you as well in some ways, if that might be the case. Of course, yeah. yeah. So looking right, right back, first of all, um, when you were a kid, what was your relationship with food? How did you view it? Um, It was just, it was there. It was never really, um, uh, I mean, I was born in the early 70s, so I'm a child of the 80s. I'm a... Findus crispy pancakes, birds Same. eye potato waffles, tins of oxtail soup kind of guy. So it was, and I grew up um, single parent family um, in a um, in an estate that was. It was just food wasn't you know we weren't making apple we weren't you know making apple pies with my mum and doing it wasn't like a lovely. Cut. Although my mum did cook, you know Sunday lunches were really good. She cooked a really good Sunday lunch. Midweek, she'd do things like spaghetti bolognese every now and then. But it was it was always quite her relationship with food. She was a good cook, but never really had time because as a single parent family, it came it came about convenience food. But it was never I never was really interested in it. It wasn't something that I was like as a as a small child or even as a teenager it was like oh yeah food that that's going to be my path to life. This is where I'm going to end up going. It was never it was never something that was. I didn't really know what I was going to do, but I, di- I didn't imagine it wasn't it wasn't built in for me to think that this is a path I want to go down. Food. It's interesting, that, and you're probably uh, one of the few um, that have that backstory. Because same with me, my my mum worked four jobs and she had no time to cook. So again, we were uh, pizza, Finder's crispy pancakes, all that jazz. We're going to start getting Finder's crispy pancakes for free after the amount of times we've mentioned them on this podcast <laughs> so far. But it was. 
it was a lot of that sort of thing. And, um, and it's funny how you then discover food in your own way later down the line, rather than it being something that was just commonplace in the home that you would be making a big stew or, or anything like that, because that certainly was not the case in, in my house. But I love cooking now. So at what point do you think things switch for you and, you and you thought, actually, there's some creativity with food? This isn't just a means to having energy or putting something on the table. There's, there's something quite beautiful about it. It was the need for a job. I walked into a kitchen as an 18-year-old looking to wash up and it wasn't about the food. It was about the energy of the space. It, being in the industry for me um, was the most important part. Then I, it was about then being um, surrounded by food. That, it, But the food is almost the byproduct of the industry that I want to be yeah. in. You know, it, it became about the excitement of being the buzz, the adrenaline, the left field way of life, the early mornings, the very late nights, the the camaraderie of kitchen spaces, the way that, you know, the, the hospitality industry, just everything about it, I've, I've absolutely fell in love with. Mm. And then food is a, obviously the biggest part of it. So, and then the more you spend... um surrounded by it the more time that you're um in that kitchen and in that environment then the more you get to be meet people i mean i've always been very comfortable with my own skin i like people i like building relationships i like you know my businesses are built on my relationships with suppliers and producers uh, of food and uh, and drink and but also relationships with staff and guests it's all about it's it's a people job it's about the person and then as you spend that time around that food you recognize that when you meet people that have that same sort of passion for food you know the someone who makes the cheese or someone who, who brews beer or someone who looks after cattle or the butcher or the fishmonger and when you meet fishermen like you're buying into relationships you're not actually necessarily buying the product and then you recognize that the better the product the more respect and the understanding that you have for it. And that then transcends onto the plate that transcends onto the guest. And that's, Mm. so it's all part of that journey that I'm very lucky that I found when I was 18. It wasn't really about the food. It was about the relationships, but those relationships that you build with people and all based around food. It's so lovely. So do you, so do you feel, oh, there's your cup of tea. So do you feel like when you um, were 18 and went to culinary school, what, was that kind of an instant fit for you? Like, I found my people. This is a community that I can fit into. 100%. Isn't that wonderful? It, and you had no clue before. You just no. you just realised when you got there. No, it was it was it was amazing. It was it was the you know the industry found me. I walked into that space into the so I walked, I went into the kitchen before I went to college and I did college at the same time as I was in the kitchen. So I did I we almost had a full time job and went to college mm. as well. So it was kind of I I absolutely loved it i loved the late nights i loved the party atmosphere i love you know people will talk about the hospitality industry you know people used to say oh yeah well your social life's gone what do you mean social life's gone my social life is just very different in fact the hospitality industry social life is better than anyone else's it's just not friday saturday night meet your mates at seven go to like it's not the same as everybody else's but it is better it's bigger it's faster it's harder it's stronger it's more excessive you know places to go you'll always if you ever end up anywhere 
anywhere in the world at any point and you want to find that bar, a chef will know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They You've got it. will take you there. You, like, You've got the network yeah, ready to go. It. You just need to, like, yeah. it's, it's an incredible, amazing industry. And it, it's, it's the same the world over. Like, I've been very fortunate that in it, I've been able to travel and see so many different places through cooking and go into different cities. And you hang out with chefs and, and, and hospitality industry um people that they always they're the same they have the same energy the same passions mm. the same love the same um interests the same left field way of life the same excessive appreciation of great things you know it's it's a wonderful it's a, an amazing industry all the best hospitality operators the people that you speak to the people that love it they are they're big characters that love what goes on within their industry it's a way of life it's not a job and mm. that and that we're very i'm very lucky yeah and so obviously you know you fell in love with that community and that that sort of gang mentality that you had these brilliant friends around you and you were living it's quite sort of a rock star lifestyle in a sense because you know you've your sleep hours are strange and you're you know keeping different hours to people and that's that adrenaline that high octane environment then you've got the amazing food you're creating and obviously you went on to work for some of the, the best restaurants in the country pretty much straight away when did when did you realize um that you understood food and that you could there was an alchemy there for you, you could create something that maybe other people couldn't tap into see i find it quite strange because a lot of people talk about it and i don't it's not creative for me do you not it, think no why see, is that it's a building block it's a trend okay i understand process of building dishes so what there are chefs that are creative and are incredibly artistic about what they do, but there's so many different ways of looking at food. Some of it is just about organic growth of how the vegetable or how a piece of meat has been reared or how it's, and then what has been reared on and how do you then just simply put that on the plate or allow it or do you break that down and put it through a whole creative process that becomes something else that, or do you just understand? building blocks for me it's an understanding of taste is built on texture it's built on flavor profiles it's built on acidity salt levels it's built on you know the understanding that you want to get acidity into a dish do you get that with vinegar do you get that through raw alcohol do you get that through granny smith apples do you get it with lemon juice do you get Mm. you look for okay a dish to build a complete dish there's lots of separate building blocks that you piece together for me, it is a trade, the way that I view it, the way that I cook. More of a scientific sort of approach to it, would you say? No, like a builder. <laughs> like, literally like a builder. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, you look, at, you look at house and you need a foundation of this and then you need to build, you know, internally the structures, the layers and the layers. If we look at a house, I don't know how to build a house, right? I'm a bloke that cooks. So I look at a house. It's a square box made with bricks mm. that are inside there's a television and a sofa right mm. that's it okay however a builder will tell you that there's however many meters of yeah, foundations yeah, yeah. of layers there's houses and then there's houses and you know mm. there's loads of different understandings of what you need to do to create that process that from someone who doesn't understand it you know an amazing house but or you walk into somewhere that's been built really cheaply you can tell the difference but you don't know how because Mm. and that's the same for food for me the understanding of layers of when you eat a dish that's amazing you don't know how they've got there and it could be something as simple as a chicken kiev but if you're eating a chicken kiev that's 
the chickens, you know, has come, has been looked after, reared properly. It's fantastic. The animal husbandry is amazing. The process of how it's gone through, then the, a brining process, or what, all the other little bits to then essentially create a Kiev. Mm. What is it that makes it different? It's the understanding of those building blocks that you piece together to create a dish. So I see it very much like a trade. I'm, so I'm like a builder. I just do it with flavors. Because I look at any person who's greatly skilled in whatever area and, and I I probably naively assume that that requires creativity but you know I totally understand what you're saying there and I wonder from hearing that do you do you think your talent and success is based on hard graft and learning and research and study rather than you have a gift Yes, 100%. I'm like, I'm massively uncomfortable with talent and success. Like the <laughs> beginning bit, that makes me squirm a little bit. Why? Because talented is is a weird thing. I'm not talented. Ryan Giggs is talented. He's someone who create a God-given gift to someone who can run down a wing and play football. I like that's as well as training really hard. I'm a bloke that's learned something. Talent is like, it's, it, that's a weird, I find that a bit weird. And success that's also weird because I think I don't feel successful. That I, I am. It's, if I stood back from it and looked at what we've achieved as a team of people and how amazing it's been, we have achieved some great things. Yeah. I think it's probably because I don't know what success is. What, where am I going? What am I doing? When you run a business and you own businesses, if, you, if you're happy with where it's at, then it stops. So we're always I'm always pushing I'm always questioning everything every every restaurant every space everything can we do that a bit better how do we improve that what are we getting wrong how do we so that I think that drives towards success or towards making things work so I find talent and success I find that a little because I'm, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with I wouldn't say we have businesses that work that makes it, I suppose, successful in the first place. Yes, they work. That's great. Success, I think, is an an achievement. Is di- uh, maybe they're two different things. I yeah, don't you really do. I know. get what you're saying because you, you know, I feel very lucky that I love what I do, and I don't feel like I'm anywhere near the things that I'd like to do in the future, the dreams yeah. and the aspirations that I have, and and areas I'd like to explore. So I guess saying there's success there could make you complacent or or sit back on it and. And I guess, you know, you have that insatiable appetite to keep things moving and progressing and evolving. And and who knows what that success is in the future? I guess it's how you deem what success even means. Well, I think that's life. probably the problem. That's the thing, because I, I have no, this sounds weird, I have no ambition <laughs> in terms of that's where I want to, a goal that I want to yeah, achieve. There's no end goal. No end goal. Yeah. There is lots of ambition. I keep saying yes to stuff. We just keep doing stuff, keep pushing forward, keep mm. keep growing, keep developing, keep bringing young people through, keep showcasing the industry in the best light, keep moving and moving forward and creating and doing stuff and being things, creating roles, creating environments, making spaces better. They're all, they're not, it's weird because if you set yourself an end goal, then you achieve that, then that's successful. But then does it stop? So that's why I yeah. think it's probably quite a weird. I haven't got a, I haven't got an end goal, and I haven't got a. Just keeping doing what we do is, I, I'm I'm very lucky that I I'm in this position, and I'm in this position. Yes, through hard graft. Mm. Yes, through work. Mm. Like I have. I I work. I work excessively to the period of it to the point of it being. Um, 
quite painful yeah. <laughs> like on like on family life or on home life or in on personal life or, or whatever but i i work but i haven't got a job mm, i have a way mm. of life and i love it very much but i you know i i go i do i don't I don't get a massive amount of sleep. I do a lot of... Well, I mean, and that's kind of part of your industry, isn't it? That, that you know, sleep, it, there's no time for that. And and I listened to your Desert Island Discs when it came out a while back, and I remember thinking, how did you survive? You know, those, those periods where, you know, when you were working for those, you know, incredible restaurants or when you opened your first pub with your wife and within a year you had a, a Michelin star, the hours you have to keep are ridiculous and because you want it to do well how how did you cope with that how did it affect you mentally physically well I'm still on it now I still do the same thing now like I probably work harder and even harder now like my hours my my time you know we've just opened a space in Manchester and and you know I spend I now drive through the night back from Manchester back to Marlow to be able to do something that the next morning at six or seven o'clock and or get into like it, 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 my my life is 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 full on, mm. but it's quite it's I, I'm living a life. I'm doing stuff. I'm proactively making things happen, and that's mm. great. And I'm making things happen for me, and I'm making I'm helping create spaces for staff and people to allow themselves to create their own journeys in their own life. We create environments and allow people to flourish and grow professionally and personally. And that happens because we all work so hard and I, and I work so hard because you're leading from the top, but I don't, I don't expect everybody else to do those hours. I expect a hundred percent commitment and I expect people to try and embrace the journey. And right now, when we're, people are working hard because it's it's Christmas and it's the hospitality industry and everyone's, mm. I, you know, and we, there's new openings going on and 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 so that creates. But I don't I don't expect people to do the hours that I've done to get to where I want. I've done that because it's my own business. When it's your own business, you work seven days a week. It never stops. It's relentless. Yeah. You know, people. It, but the industry is changing. The way that people people need it, time off. People need time to be able to reflect. But if you run your own business, you there's no such thing as a day off. Even if your business is one that operates Monday to Friday, nine to five, that's where your business operational hours are. However, you're still working. You've still got other things that you need to be mm. doing. There's still stuff that's happening. You're never away from work. If you own your own business, you're never away well, from work. You can't work. stop thinking about it for if a you're, start. You, you're self-employed. Yeah. You, you run your yeah, own yeah. life, your decisions that you make. You're still, on a Sunday, you haven't stopped thinking about Absolutely. your next thing. Absolutely. You're still, there's always, you're in, it's amazing because you're in control, but at the same point, it, it never goes away. So you're always making those decisions. But um, and pushing, pushing the hand of flowers from opening to getting to where it's got to now has been uh, an amazing and incredible journey. And you know, it was built on, and is still built on um, an excessive personality that I have, which is um, transcends its self in lots of different ways it shows itself in so many different over the years in so many different um 
ways of life. First of all, in you know, in your twenties and working, I wanted to work harder, stronger, be be the best on a section, faster, quicker, the biggest than everybody else. And then as you grow and you recognise as a chef that you're learning so much more, and then opening your business, I wanted it to be amazing and brilliant. And to do that, I have to do excessively. And then as an excessive release, you know, alcohol became quite involved in mm. my life, and that became. But I don't. Not for a single minute is that something that I regret because without building excessively with an excessive release, I can't, I don't, like it's not, it's just a thing that happens and has happened and and, and has changed my out, I, I, I cannot, I, I don't drink, I'm, I'm a non-drinker now because I can't allow myself to be that person. It doesn't exist, you know, that person doesn't exist. A, a drink doesn't exist a single drink doesn't exist so yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not that person I've, I've I've ruined it for myself however I have an incredibly successful business and I'm surrounded by amazing beautiful people that make it successful that, that mm. make it run that make it happen and, and these people have been with me for years and years and years and we all keep growing together to keep driving it forward so not for a single minute is it is there a a point of regret Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So when so when you were building that that first element of your business and you were opening that first pub and and you are living this free you know fast paced crazy life and you have as you say a, a restaurant that's built on excessiveness and you're releasing in that excessive way and it is celebratory I'm imagining you put your blood sweat and tears into it was there a moment where it tipped into it not being fun anymore and it being dark with with the excessive drinking and, and your lifestyle. Um. No, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, it's a. I mean, I have to. I love, I love every minute of everything that I do. That's excessive. Like it's great. Otherwise, why would you be doing it? Mm. I mean, like every single minute of getting drunk and having fun and being loud and daft and stupid and making really stupid decisions that you think are self-induced and funny. <laughs> like I loved every, I love yeah. every, I loved every minute. I love every minute. I, I never drank or got into a dark space. However, I did get to a point where I knew I needed to change and that creates a slight conflict in, in where I wanted to be and where I want to go. Cause you have to give something up that I'm loving. Yes. But I'm, lo I'm loving, I'm loving every minute. I'm loving the amounts that I can drink, what I can do, where I can go. I love, I'm loving it. I love everything about it, except I'm not loving the place where it's taking me mm. to, that there is no return from it. And that, that, so it wasn't a dark space, but it was a recognition that I have to go. So I've done that now. I've mm. drunk bigger, better, stronger than anybody else. I've done more than every, like there was no, there was, there was no one, like I was always last man standing at everywhere. I'm in an industry that is surrounded by alcohol and drugs and excessive behavior. And I was the best at it. So mm. you go, what, what do I do here? 
I have to not be that person. So then I go, no, okay, so I won't be that person. It didn't take me, I wasn't ever in a dark space. I, I'm. It's probably more upsetting to think that I can't ever be that person yeah. again because well, it was to great shed fun. A skin, don't you? Exactly, you have to exactly. Let go and move on, and and you and you've you've done that. Was it an incremental process? Was it an overnight? That's it. From tomorrow, Tom does not do that anymore. Overnight, really? It was, yeah. It, well, it, well, it was a build up of about three months of knowing that I have to stop it overnight. So I would, I would go. I I knew there was a point of going, that's the date, that's when I'm going to do it. Until then, I'm just going to enjoy where I'm going, what I'm doing, having fun, getting on it, doing whatever else. And then when it comes to that point, that is when I stop. And I go, right, okay, that's that was it. And then I stopped. And probably in that first year, I probably fell off the wagon three times. And then after, and then that was it. There was no mm. more. There was, there was no more. And how, I mean, my husband's done exactly the same. He literally stopped overnight, mainly because... He sort of ended up on the roof of a hotel going, how did I get up here? I think I better stop drinking. And that for him was a battle that he had fought for a long time and he did it overnight and he's done seven years sober now and it's it's been brilliant. But I know that there are still moments that it's challenging, usually in social situations where, you know, still in the UK, it's very much, you know, going out goes hand in hand with having a drink or any social situation, whether you're going for dinner, as a special occasion. How have you navigated those scenarios? I fill it with work. Really? So I work, I work, I work, I work, I work. I'm in the restaurants, I'm always somewhere else. I'm always, I'm always, I always have to be somewhere else. I'm always late for something. I'm always, <laughs> like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always, like, I'm always, like, I'm always, there's always something going on. There's yeah. always. Is that a distraction or is that because you genuinely know you'll feel better if you keep busy? Probably both, probably a mixture of both, but genuinely the sense, I can't, I hate sitting still and doing nothing. I can't, like the idea of going, like whilst we're doing some, whilst we're doing this, there's somebody somewhere in a business is making a decision somewhere wrong that maybe we should be doing that or maybe I should be encouraging the guy that's working on the source section today a little bit more. Maybe I should be speaking to the head chef about that or maybe there's always there's always something somewhere to be doing. There's never a down time and it's either, that, it's either filled with that or the greatest thing in my life which I don't spend enough time with is my son and I don't spend enough time with him now because we're building a business and a space and I and this is a weird one because it's not I grew up pretty much without a father and you grow up without having a father figure I'm trying to learn being a father and a, the same as he is he hasn't you know this is his first time with a dad mm. so we're, we're learning this together and I do know and recognize that right now not spending a huge amount of time with him isn't great however there is we are building towards a future of where we will the normality trying to get normality I'm trying to get as much done and as much simplicity and um, there's never any structure in my life and there never since I've stopped drinking there was structure when I drank because it was work hard stop drink and wow, every day yeah. and, the, the, and now there is no structure it's how interesting because you, you would assume it'd be the other way around like that was chaos and then this is order but you see it in completely quite, the wow, other way interesting. completely the other way because my life was about self-induced drinking and, mm. and it's weird because I've talked I, I don't live in the moment now I used to because I would when you're drinking you it's all about you it's all about what this is doing to you right now, how this is affecting you, how it becomes part of your life. And right now you are excessively loving what's happening to you. 
now because that's not in my life. There is no, I don't, everything I do isn't self-gratification. It isn't about me. It's about where I can, where we, where we are growing as a company, as people, mm. as, as and what we should be doing next. And isn't this exciting and isn't this lovely? And it is, like, it is brilliant. It's great. But it is, there is no no two days are the same for me ever they're always all over the place and always different however I do want to get to the point where my little man starts school next September so I want to be able to be able you know these days I am taking him to school these days I'm picking him up these days I'm doing I, I the moment that there becomes more structure in his life I need that to be in mind so that's something that we're I'm actively aiming towards mm, and do you feel the need now to replicate that feeling of being in the moment without alcohol? Do you actively search for, you know, you've said you're not very good at kind of not doing and just being. Do you feel the need to have any of that time where you pause and are in the moment? Or do you actually like just constantly looking forward? I love constantly looking forward. I love being busy. I love the fact that the diary is full for the next nine months of when I can and can't do things, in the, you know, whether it's for filming stuff, whether it's for restaurant stuff, whether it's for charity events that we're cooking at, whether it's for big um, festival stuff that we do or whatever. I love the fact that the diary is so busy. However, I do wish that I could love the moment that I'm in i do Mm. wish i could go right now this is just the best and every now and then it happens and it happens through my son it happens through last week i went yeah i went to see um the lion king like and for me like what's going on on the stage not bothered really i spent most of it watching him watching their little faces exactly and then and then that moment is amazing this moment right now is amazing and i'll remember and that's amazing and that isn't about me enjoying the Lion King. That's about me enjoying being with him, him enjoying the Lion And he's not even connecting with me. It's him looking at, you know, the great big elephant thing that's going on. Like, like that is amazing. Mm. So I'm finding those moments in a different way. And they come, they're quite surprising because, you know, I, I'd not experienced them before. Being a dad is relatively new. You know, it's, it's all kind of, all these things are, but that makes them great. That makes... So I am finding those moments, but I never had them before. Like, mm. I didn't have them. You know, you do seem much like myself, like, you know, constantly excited about the the newness of projects, what what could be achieved, where you could take things, like you said, how you could help people. You've, you've built your own communities now. But is there any, any element of you that is scared to stop? Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. All the time, every element of me. Uh, and and that, a lot of that is... Um, I think a lot of that is business related because I think if you stop and, you, and you're happy where you are, then somebody will overtake you. Like, you know, you don't, you feel that the, the next, you've got to keep saying yes to the right projects, trying to find something new, exciting, keep driving something forward, be creative, be pioneering, mm. think of new ideas, try and build restaurants that are slightly different or go with dishes that feel that they're not, necessarily you know there's nothing wrong with embracing we talk i got chicken kiev on menus you know the things that are you know just but don't be scared of of doing them properly or every day i worry the phone's not going to ring for, mm. for bookings you know so you you constantly drive and strive for success i think or, or trying to get better that's definitely never going to happen, by the way. People will always call to eat in your restaurants. Well, you say that, but you, you see, you're saying that, but I'm going, yeah, they might not. <laughs> like, they, yeah, you go, yeah, you, yeah. you do wor- constantly worry. So then, 
how do you counterbalance that worry? Well, then you say yes to doing a podcast or you say yes to doing a, a TV show or you say mm. yes to doing... And then if you're saying yes to doing a TV show, does that mean that you're not in the restaurant or you're not in... The, like, there's always there's always a counterbalance and a yeah. counterargument for everything that you say yes to. So you have to... You're constantly evaluating and weighing up what works best for the business, for um, staff, for staff progression, and then probably last on the line is what works best for me and and that's a yeah. weird that that's a that's quite weird but i'm also very fortunate that, that it don't really matter cuz i'm in quite a good space you know like i i'm not quite a good a great space i'm mm. in a great space you know i like there isn't any decision that i'm making i mean what's the worst thing that's going on in my life i mean i don't see family enough everybody has that everybody suffers from parental guilt Everybody suffers from uh, uh, n- not enough time off. Everybody wants to, you know, they're all, they're all just the normal things, although it probably just a little bit magnified and bigger if you're in the hospitality industry or the world of media or the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a bit bigger. It's just the same as everyone else's issues, though. And how, you know, because you are busier than ever now and you're you're spinning so many plates, how have you incorporated your whole new lifestyle? Because this isn't just about you giving up alcohol. No. This is a whole new thing for you. I, I spoke to our lovely mutual friend, Russell Brand, last night. Yeah. I said, give me some shit on Tom Kerridge. He had none. <laughs> um, he, said, he said to me, the, I've written it down. He said, in the gym, Tom is a roaring barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, so we, um, I, I have moved, I have moved gyms recently, but um, we we were gym buddies where Russell is much more zen and much yes. more in a space where he's um, his gym workouts are much more um, about balance and hmm. poise and control and and my point of being at that particular gym was about how much I could lift off the ground and how much I could squat and how much I could bench press and how much I could so so he You're was, not matching his gym bodies here no, at all. No we're not, not at all. No. Don't worry he 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 wasn't he wasn't helping me. He was he was over the other side. <laughs> In his linen and, uh, pants yeah, bombing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. we know. Yeah yeah yeah. So he was whereas I would be on on the weight rack doing as much as possible trying to lift up as much as possible and Again, that came to, it's an excessive thing. I wanted to, I mean, I got to the point where I wanted to deadlift 200 kilos. And that I, so I was building and getting bigger and bigger and stronger. And then it's weird because I look back at it and my gym work actually completely changed. So I did no cardio, really. I just, the cardio was coming from how I was pushing my heart rate from weightlifting. But I was becoming much bigger. I was getting much stronger, but I couldn't. I, that doesn't that doesn't mean fitter. Mm. So being big and strong is not fit. But I love that that excessive part of you. It can't keep quiet. That that seems like no. to be the the driving force behind anything you do is, you know, that excessive element. It's, it's so fascinating. Do you think? Yeah, I, I find it. Hasn't everyone got it? That's no. the thing. Like I find, I think it, we all assume that everyone else has got the same. Like, oh, everyone does that. But no, I don't, I don't think so. And I think people's drive comes from a very different portion of who they are. And from talking to you only for the last, you know, half an hour, it seems like that is for you, that, that need for excess. And that isn't yeah. always in a negative way. That can be in the most beautiful, you know, blooming way. But it's, it's excess. It's there. Yes, it's excessive in lots of things. And yes, it can tra- it, it, 
it was bad in the way of alcohol and food and whatever else. And then, but then it's also because it's there, you can change it and you can maneuver it. I think recognize it. And I haven't, it's only now that I recognize it probably from a clear head and an understanding of how we've got to where we've got to, you know, as a family and as a team of people and as a, of going, actually we've got here through a drive of excess. How do I harness it and where do I position it and how do I take it forward? And, and that's at the point of going, okay, I will. And now I, it's about right now. I'd like to get some balance. I would like to get a little bit of control and understanding and normality into my life like but it just doesn't i can't it's n- it's not in the near future that's for certain and but that i i would like to recognizing that it's there what what it creates is that failure to live in the moment and that drive of going so if i'm going to you know if if I, my, my gym changed. So when I was with Russell, I was, you know, I was lifting, he was yogering, you know, you kind of just like hang out and, do, but then it was a case of, so I moved gyms and I changed, so I, so I've changed, I don't lift anymore. I've now gone a lot more cardio, a lot more movement, a lot more bike, trying to run, doing bits and bobs, bit doing circuits. So I've changed that. However, that, excessive stuff I started finding because I was getting to the gym at like quarter to six in the morning six o'clock like banging on the door waiting for them to open it and then when it was freezing cold and pacing it down with rain I would still be making a personal trainer we training outside we're mm. outside we're doing we're, so if we're going to do this we're going to do this in the most yeah, painful yeah, yeah. ridiculous stupid <laughs> way possible and you could see him then look at me going like he's Please the personal stop, trainer yeah. in his shorts going he's a massive idiot this yeah, bloke yeah. he like, was hoping you would cancel and yeah, you were like yeah, no exactly, way yeah. no way exactly that he's going yeah maybe you'll cancel this morning maybe I'll get a text and I'm like I'm <laughs> not, not even Tom. earlier going well come on hurry up Let's, <laughs> like it's, it's kind of so tr- so yeah, it's funny. You could recognise that as a massive. I see it as a huge flaw, in my, but it is something that maybe you can harness and change. No, you have. You absolutely have. And and I think you know we can all see that with uh, how you've changed as a as a chef and, with, and your books and yeah. and it's a beautiful thing. And you know it's not destructive to your life. So that's a wonderful a wonderful place to be at. Not destructive now. Now at the moment, and that we're going to stay. In the now. Um, Tom, I'm sure that you've probably got source people to sort out and restaurants to, to deal with and, and you need to go and get on with that. So all I can say is a huge thank you for your time, for your energy and um, for talking so beautifully about your life. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to the brilliant Mr. Kerridge and best of luck on your many culinary adventures. Tom's latest book, Lose Weight and Get Fit, is available to buy right now. If you like this episode, you might enjoy the chat I did with Mary Berry. It was a little while ago, but you can check it out and the host of other lovely, inspiring folk when you subscribe to this podcast. You can do that for free via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or on your smart speaker of choice. And to find out who's on next week's show, you can find us on Instagram at Happy Place Official. A massive thanks again to Tom, to the producer Matt Hill at Rethink Audio, and to you lovely lot for listening. I'll see you next Monday.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.